Good afternoon, you are listening to Isotopica here on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Simon Tishko. Tishko, 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 Tishko,
глаза твои, мой друг, С игрой их пламенно чудесны, Когда их приподнимешь вдруг, И словно молнии небесной, Окинешь бегло целый круг. Но есть сильнее очарование, Глаза потопленные ниц, В минуты страстного лобзания
sought to communicate with his beloved mother after she passed on, but he found no evidence that he could rely upon. The Houdinis always believe that in their search, if you remove the fraud, what is left must be the truth. And they together were always seekers after truth. Before Houdini's death, the Houdinis made a compact that the first to go would try to contact the survivor. Houdini had promised to deliver a message in code to his wife, also to open the silver handcuffs and other signs if he should pass over first. It so happens that Mrs. Houdini survives, and she made it a secret duty to carry out the terms of the compact. The first year found Mrs. Houdini every Sunday between the hours of 12 noon and 2 o'clock locked up in the privacy of her own room, seated in front of Houdini's photograph, waiting for some sign of Houdini as prearranged in the contract. The truth regarding spirit communication was to Harry and Bessie Houdini a very sincere and profound question. During the following years, each anniversary of his death has been devoted to Houdini. During the last 10 years, there have been times that Mrs. Houdini felt that surely Houdini was coming through, that her hopes of communication would be fulfilled. She was willing to believe, but the evidence did not stand up. At no time has Mrs. Houdini ever received a psychic communication from Houdini, nor has anything occurred anywhere in the world that would lead Mrs. Houdini to believe that Houdini was trying to come through. Yet hundreds of alleged psychics and mediums have written in and stated that Houdini has appeared to them in some form or other. In Chicago, they said he walked boldly into a room. In Kansas City, Houdini was said to have written a long letter to Mrs. Houdini. In Long Beach, Houdini was said to have hypnotized the medium and then delivered a message through her. In New Zealand, he drank a cup of tea. And in Santa Monica, he escaped from several pair of handcuffs by dematerializing his hands. These things may be. Surely it is not for Mrs. Houdini to decide. But we all believe, and many prominent psychics agree, that if Houdini has appeared all over the world in spirit form, under every kind of manifestation, and during this many times every week, of every year of the last 10 years, then we believe that the great Houdini will, on this last authentic seance, come to the little silver-haired widow, the little lady who for 33 years stood to the side of her beloved Harry, listening to the applause of kings and emperors and the world at large. A few days before his death in Detroit, Houdini, in a most strong and firm reminder, again said, Best darling, I'll come back to you if it is possible, even if I have to go through hell to do it. That was Houdini talking. Houdini was an editor of the old New York world. He was an honorary lieutenant of police and instructed a class of detectives and officers of police force regularly in New York City. He was the author of many books, a writer of many magazine articles, a publisher of a national magazine, 
and of many magical organizations throughout the world, including societies in Berlin, London, and New York City. Member of the exclusive Circumnavigators Club, the Masons, the Elks, and many others. He headed investigating committees that led him to appear on the floor of Congress at Washington, D.C. Don Houdini's Harry and Bessie presented remarkable magic acts in the palaces of Europe and throughout the world. Houdini was working in secret with Thomas A. Edison on a delicate psychic detecting instrument and a process that would permit him to take flashlight photographs in the dark without the flash being visible. A thousand interest had Houdini besides his search and collecting of rare first editions to make his library of magic and optimism the largest private collection in the world, which led to the creating of the Houdini Room in the Congressional Library in Washington, D.C. today. Houdini spent much time in aeronautics, wrote authoritatively on the subject, and was one of the first 17 flyers of the world, owned his own plane, and was the first man to ever successfully fly an airplane in Australia winning the aerial trophy in Melbourne, Australia, March 15, 1910. That, in brief, was the man, Houdini. He had faiths and faults in his home and faults and banks that his lawyers had access to. But one secret now made public for the first time is the fact that Houdini had one safe deposit vault in a bank or trust company in the East under some family name other than Houdini and of which the secret location rested only in Houdini's brain. In this vault was kept highly secret papers and into which was always placed a certain glass case of jeweler's metal and a diamond plush and white pin with a rare pearl drop, a gift from Eric Heller to Houdini. The jewel box was always on display in the Houdini home. The prize of closing the house to do an abundance tour, Houdini always placed this box in the secret vault. Many things were left untold because of the unexpected death of Houdini in Detroit. There is a law, a time limit. Madame Houdini has year by year a written word that the federal government had located or opened the box long overdue. Perhaps the bell granted us eight years in advance. However, the secret bell has never been located to this day. No medium or psychic has ever brought forth information from Houdini or the spirit world touching on or leading to its discovery. So many servants tonight in any city or town in the world believe they are contacting Houdini. Let them identify themselves by bringing forth this information regarding the secret thing. Tonight, we are the very heart of glamorous Hollywood that Houdini loves so well. He lived here, he worked here, Houdini loved Hollywood, and Eric and Bessie Houdini celebrated their 25th, their civil wedding anniversary here, and all the great of Hollywood was present. And Houdini made a speech and said, you are all invited now to be at our 50th, our critical wedding ceremony. And Will Rogers got up and gave his resignation and said, Houdini, I am here, but this is the way I 
listening to Isotopica with me, Simon Tishko, here on Resonance 104.4 FM on your London dial. And further details of this episode of Isotopica, previous episodes of Isotopica, and your futures read from your palms. Please visit the website, which is www.theculture.net. And I hope you will be tuning in next week, same time, for further Sonic Details with me, Simon Tishko. Hier matin. 